to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. This week, we welcome new sponsors, Connor's Goody Bag, to the podcast located in the greater Orlando area, friends. Friends, Connor's Goody Bag has all you need for gluten-free and keto-friendly desserts. Oh my goodness, check out the website. They look so delicious. www.connorsgoodybag. That's Connor's with two N's. Friends, if you're battling celiac disease, if you have gluten intolerance, if you're doing keto for the first time or the 20th time, go talk to Laura and Brian at Connor's Goody Bag. Tell them the Robin and Joa podcast sent you. Just say- Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast, where today we have debut contemporary romance author Lamar Neal with us. Ooh, Lamar's book came out yesterday, and it is titled Stages. Friends, the book dropped yesterday, already a five-star review. Lamar, welcome to the podcast. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Glad to be here. How about you doing? Joe, how are you today? I was going to say, I can't wait to get to know you a little bit more. So I was stalking you a little bit in a good way (laughs) before the show. You know, yeah, I went on your link tree and all of that and your website. Love your book covers, by the way. I think they're amazing. I'm a sucker for a good book cover. And I was looking at your books and your book covers and they're very artistic. And I like that because I went on your website. Yeah. And I saw a book cover in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of that was you as a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is charm bracelet. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. it's me and my mother. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I had to blur out her face because she was not gonna be happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute for book covers. Uh-huh. And I was looking at your book covers, and they're very artistic. And then that one. That I assume was a picture of you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a baby or younger, I should say. I think all kids are babies. But, you know, you as a, as yeah. a younger version of yourself um, really caught my eye because I, I like to see those pictures like that. You know, it just it's yeah. more intimate. It just it makes me feel as if I know the author. I know a little bit more about the author when I see things like that. Um, and that so, is yeah. exactly what I was going for. Ah, see? I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show the world me as a child. Yes, yes. See, so you met your goal. I like that. I like when authors open up like that and show that that vulnerability, you know, additional sides to themselves. So that way we can, as readers, you know, be let in a little bit more. All so right. I'm going to read the description of stages. The Debut Contemporary Romance by Lamar K. Neal, which you can find everywhere, but especially on Amazon. Hendrix and Victoria live two different lives. He's a senior in college who lives with his terminally ill father and has no idea what he wants to be when he grows up. She's a young wife and mother in a failing marriage, her two sons being the only reason she is still devoted to her household. But after both learn family secrets, not only does the shape of their daily lives change forever, their worlds collide, sparking an unlikely interest in one another. 
with their lives at a free fall, their relationship is the hope, inspiration, and strength to help them persevere through the most difficult time in their lives. Although love is getting them through the bad times, what will happen to their relationship when they realize they are still at different stages in life? That's Stages, friends, oh, by Lamar Neal, our guest today. Ooh, Lamar, you can write a description. Mm. Oh, really? No, oh my yes. goodness. I can tell this book is going to make me cry already. Oh, oh Jesus. I like how mm. you read that. <laughs> right? Robin is a great reader. Yeah. She I puts, see. She puts a lot of emotions into it. It's mm. lovely. Hey, hopefully you do audio books. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Lamar, if you don't mind my asking, what was mm -hmm. the inspiration for this book? Because this is an interesting and maybe different angle for a yeah. romance novel. So yes. how did you get the idea? Where did this come from? Um, you know, it, it was just something that came to me and like in pieces, honestly, like really just the idea of doing a romance came to me a couple years ago, just for the simple fact is like, you know what, I want to tell a story I haven't seen before, um, personally. Um, and then, so I was really just kind of like, I had so many ideas and I really was just started crossing off things like, yeah, no, nah, that doesn't sound good. And honestly, I just came up with that like and I wrote the story so long ago at least the first draft that it's really hard for me to remember like coming up with everything because I do believe I came up I wrote the first draft like in 2015 um so yeah I can't think of I can't tell you exactly how I thought about everything because it was so long ago but I know I was just inspired with telling a story that was a little bit unique and, you know, to the genre, at least from what I've read in the genre. How do you I, came up with the title? That, that's, that's my, cause, mm -hmm. you know, that single word title, I, yeah. I really thought it meant something else. And now that Robin is reading that, now I see where that came from. But it, so, so how did that come about? Do you remember? Yeah. So um, I really like simple titles like I love just one word two <laughs> word titles I don't know why so like as I, I'm writing it and I'm like okay so you have these two different people like so they're both in there like both characters are in there like you know let's say like 24 25 and I was inspired to put them there because I was around that age when I finished college so I know when we people think of college students they think of that student straight out of high school you know 18 to 21 at least here in the states yeah and I was like you know what there's individuals that go to school after that yes and especially me so like I was inspired to put them that age so then as I start writing each of the characters and they're they are drastically in two different stages in their life you know and this word stages just kept popping up you know from Hendrick's father who was battling you know, cancer, yes. you know, stage three, like it's just, everything that's where just, I thought you got it. it that's yeah, where I thought you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so the word just kept popping up and I was like, you know what? Let's just use it. I like one word. Let's, let's see if it sticks. And it was like, after a while, it was, it was like my third tentative title. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stick with it. I like it. <laughs> so I just, I just stuck with it then. <laughs> well, it works. It works. It works well, Lamar, in the future. Will you please, please help me with titles, please? I'm very bad at titles. Yeah, I, like, look, see, really bad. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you think I'm great because 
I always tell people, I was like, I am horrible at titles. I, you know, nah. uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad. No, you're good. Okay. I think stages is clever. And I do like the way, like Joa just referenced, the way that it can have multiple meanings that yes. can all connect to the story. It seems brilliant. Ooh, Lamar, mm-hmm. take, take the victory lap. You did a I good am. job. I'm going to run somewhere. Come on. <laughs> you did a good, good job. Do you mind, Lamar? Do yeah. you have a snippet you could read for us and share with our readers? Stages yeah. by Lamar Neal. Neal, N E A L, friends. Go on and look at Amazon.com. He's right there for you. All right. You know what? Let's let's just go with the first. Let's go with the first chapter. Um, short and sweet. So, him dying felt real this time. When my dad finally caught his breath after coughing or consistently, he forced me into a deep embrace. Goodbye, son, he said. I'm going to class, dad. I said, not war. Every day is war, a war with ourselves, a war for equality, a war with those grades. In a swift motion, he snapped a picture of me. The flash forced my eyes closed. Come on, dad, Uh, a heads up would have been nice. It's the first day of the semester. You know the routine. My vision returned with white spots floating about. See you after class, dad. I'll be right here, unless the Lord has other plans. He glanced at the driveway, which for now only had his car or your sisters. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't leave. What if, you know, it, it happens? You know what I hate most about what ifs? We get so caught up on what might happen or what might could happen, we end up missing out on what's happening. Go, live today for today, not what could be. It was, it was so, yeah, I was going to say like that snippet right there was so good. The what if. Yeah. 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 So I was just telling Robin, um, just that, that, that small snippet, it Mm -hmm. was, we got chills. It's so, it's so relatable, you know, that right there about the what ifs and then living, you know, for the present, because sometimes when you live in the future, it kind of, it takes away from what's happening right now. Man, I love this so much. I, I freaking, I just went ahead and got the book. So I already got the book. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we're going to add it to our TBR for the show. Awesome. Yes. I yes. appreciate this, that. This is, a, this is a good book. Yeah. I, I, I like it already. What a oh. hard hitting and emotional start. I, I absolutely have tears in my eyes, Lamar. Yeah. You really, uh, you can write, my friend. You oh, can yeah. write. <laughs> I appreciate it. That was not even the original uh, beginning. <laughs> I added that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when did you add it this beginning? Um, so maybe maybe last year. This was after, you know, I, I, at that point, I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I'm done. And, you know, just reading it, I'm like, you know what? I wanted to start with Hendrix or and his dad. Because, um, you know, because I fell in love, like, because I, I wrote the book and I put it down for so long. So I wanted, I like wanted, or should I say, I fell in love with Hendrix and his father's dynamic. And I thought it would be very powerful and emotional to start there than anywhere else. So I added that like last year and, you know, I, I'm glad I did <laughs> Yeah, uh, because that first chapter, a lot of people are telling me like it, it, it's powerful, as you said, and I'm very fortunate for that. It is. And it gives us a glimpse into 
uh, Hendrix and, and, and what mm -hmm. he's dealing with as well. And, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like you, you crack the, the person open, yeah. right? Which is that character for us to see right away. And, and what that's, that does is like right away, you, you have gripped our, our heart for that character. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens later on, we will continue to feel for that character because oh. we just saw this glimpse. And, yeah. and I, I love it when authors tug on my heartstrings. I love it, love it, love it. And yeah, man, like I well, jumped on this book right away. <laughs> yes. And I, I think one of our most important jobs as an author is to help the reader to care about at least one character. There we go. Yeah. If you have, if you've ever read a book where the characters were just a little flat and you just didn't happen to connect with them, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that becomes arduous. That becomes homework. That's a job, right? Yeah. This. Now I'm going to think all day about Hendrix. What happens? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. I have what to read it to tonight, Lamar. <laughs> yeah. So true. So Ooh. true. That's how you know the characters are good because I mm. go, and I think I've said it before in this podcast. I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I wonder what Hendrix is doing today. As if they're like real people. <laughs> You know, that I'm going to hey. catch up on their lives once I open up the page again, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, to me, you know, as the author, you know, as authors, these characters are real people to us. Like, yes. you wrote them. They, they, <laughs> stay with, they stay with us so long. And, and, you know, when you say, like, you 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 wake up wondering what they're doing that day. Like, that was me writing it. Like, I wake yeah. up and I'm like, all right, Hendrix. All right, Victoria. What are you doing? What, what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> so true. You're completely right. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. What's your writing practice, Lamar? What does a typical writing day oh. look like for you? Or are you a binge writer? I, I, yeah, I will write for like short periods of time, but like, like all day. So like, let's say I could be writing, working on a novel for like a month straight. And in that time, it is not really healthy. It's, it's really bad. It's is not sleeping because I stay up. And I'm like, no, 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 I can write some more. Uh, you know, I'll write this, I'll finish up this chapter and then I'll go to bed and then it ends up being like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, it involves me reenacting scenes. So I'll be pacing around my room or my office, like reenacting scenes to me talking out scenes as I'm driving to anywhere from work back. Um, but yeah, like I do these like sprints, but again, these sprints are like first maybe a week or a month straight. And then I put the story down for a couple more weeks and then come back to it and start the process all over again. I don't think there's anything unhealthy about being a binge writer though. No. I mean, a lot of people write that way. You just go really deep and intense yeah. in your writing process. And I think sometimes... Not all the time, but sometimes that creates a really beautiful book. And I th think I have some inkling that that's what you've done here, which is lovely. Do you edit the same way, though? I I do. I need to, like, detach myself from the story for me to be able to objectively look at it and be like, this doesn't need to be here. Or, oh, you know, the, the, the famous typos are where your brain thinks you wrote one word. Yeah, <laughs> but you wrote something completely <laughs> different. It's like I don't even know what I was trying to say here, but this doesn't even make sense. 
But yeah, like I will edit and then put it the book down for a long period of time. And at least with here, this book was like when I did that, I was able to cut so much fat from the book because like I had just like long drawn out scenes and scenes like, you know, what, this doesn't even need to be here. And, you know, that allowed me to cut it. But when I wrote it and then reread it, like right after, I'm like, no, 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 this is amazing. Like everyone needs to see this. And I wasn't able to like, you know, property, uh, properly edit. So yeah, I'm, it's very much so the same way for me. I, I feel like you're describing my process. <laughs> <laughs> I relate extremely. <laughs> Glad I'm not in this alone. <laughs> you are not, you are not, you are not. I was going to say, usually that is a recommended um, yeah. method to, to have that break. Uh, good old Stephen King. I think he says that on his book on writing as well, to take a break from, from the story I, and then come back and cut the fat. I feel like that's where I got it from, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, so you read it too. I, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I got that from there. And there's another thing I, I, you know, say Stephen King taught me. And I don't even know if he did. I don't know if this was in the book or not. But like, <laughs> I, like I remember reading something and was like, how can you call yourself a writer if you don't write? And like, you need to be writing continuously. And while I don't subscribe to that belief that you have to be writing every second of the day to consider yourself writing or a writer. But, you know, really early on, like I was like 20 and I was like, I'm an author, but I didn't write anything. Like I didn't do any writing. I just called myself an author. And when I read that quote, whether it's from Stephen King or whoever it was, I was like, you know what? I need to put some action behind these words. Let me start writing something. There you go. And around that, around 20s, when I started actively working on, you know, manuscripts and things that probably, you know, will probably never come out. But I was actually just honing my craft as an author. And again, I don't even know if Stephen King said that, but I'm going to say he did. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think so. I think I remember him saying that. Okay. But so many other people as yeah. well. I, yeah, I think that's a very, I think it's important too. Like you said, you got to put some action behind mm-hmm. your, your words so that way you can manifest that stuff. Absolutely. You know? Yes. So rather famously, Joa mm-hmm. has a few manuscripts on the shelf completed. I was going to say, and Robert. <laughs> I have. We all do. I have hey. millions of manuscripts. Robin yes. has suitcases of manuscripts. Yes, I really do. In fact, that is actually true. Same here. Not all. Not all of them publishable. I was going to ask: Do you have uh, how uh, round numbers, Lamar? Just mm-hmm. take a guess. How many you have, and how many of them do you think will see the light of day? Because all of us have beginner manuscripts that really. Oh yeah. We, sh- we should never assault people with. <laughs> Um, I probably, I, it's funny. I have, I was doing this math earlier. I think I have around maybe 15 that have not seen the light of day. And there's many of them that probably should not see the light of day. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll some, some intense rewrites. Yeah. Yeah. You look back at it. You're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. There was one I looked back on. I was like, "Oh, this is just a rip off of a movie I've seen." Yeah, no, no, this is not good. <laughs> but you know, I mean, th- well, the way I see it, it's like it's all learning, though. Yeah, because like, and you said it. You know, for for us to get better, we have to practice the craft. This exactly. is not going to come through osmosis or something like that. I think through reading, some of it will come to us. But I think the the bulk of the learning when it comes to honing the craft of writing is through writing, 
you you have to put it into practice to get better. And I, I look at those early drafts, you, you know, that will never see the light of day as that, as my stepping stones to Absolutely. my learning process. Yeah. So they, they, they hold the place of honor. Although they will not be published, they hold a place <laughs> of honor here in my house. <laughs> exactly, right? It, it's funny because like a couple, I don't know when this was, I gave my wife, a, I let her read this old manuscript of mine. And she, I didn't even tell her I wrote it. She's reading it. She's like, who wrote this? And I was like, me. <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't seem like you wrote this. And I'm like, yeah, because it's old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It that shows your growth, you know, and yes. you see even her saying that, oh, it doesn't show like you because now you're new, like it's almost you have grown, you know, immensely now. And now your writing is more polished. I'm sure that's what, you know, that comment meant. No, exactly. You know, when, when you start looking at these stories that like you wrote years ago, you're right. Like we, we learned from it. We grew mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. And so like when I look back at some of those old works, like no one even seen him and I'm embarrassed. And I was like, <laughs> I would never want someone to read this. You know, I was telling Robin on another episode. I wish they would have creative writing classes or workshops for, for children, you know, at school. So that way, yeah. I, I think that would be a great outlet, you know, to write because then you can interlace your emotions. You may be able to interlace some some trauma or some things that you're going through and kind of like exercise that out of you and teach kids, you know, in a way, journaling and writing and, and all of that, you know, storytelling. Yeah. I think that's a great craft, you know, whether they, they ever going to be um, published authors or anything like that. I think it's just it's great to be able to exercise those emotions and turn them into something. You know. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, so I work in education. So I, I tell more. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a I'm a recruiter for a college. So I go out to community events, local schools, high schools, and you know, and just really talk to them about education. Like, you know, their options, of course, at the school I work for, but I really take it as my I take my job is not to convince students that they have to go to my school. Um, that I work for, I really want to talk to them about what education can offer them because I realize a mm -hmm. lot of students don't understand college. They don't understand the structure of it. They don't have any idea what, a, you know, at least here in the States, like what an associate's degree means with general yeah. education, things like that. And so I take my time, I take that time to educate them. And I always leave it with, hey, y'all, I'm not here to tell you you have to go to my school, but I, I really want you to think of a plan. Like, what yeah. is your plan? when you graduate, like, and it's no right or wrong answer. I tell them if they say they want to work or go to school, that's awesome. Just think about it and just build a plan, a, a plan B and a plan C. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I work for education and I, I have been for a while and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Oh, that's such an honorable thing though. Because you're kind of guiding and leading, you know, uh, people into a path that may be, you know, that may help them out later on in the future. And that is so important. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. I, I see that. I see that sometimes. I, like, I didn't know any of that growing up when I came to the U.S. And, and that is very helpful if I would have had, like, somebody like that around me, like you, that would say, hey, this is what an associate is. This is how you get into school, you know, and this mm -hmm. is the structure of college because I felt like a fish out of water when I was in there. I really didn't know left from right. 
Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm, same. I'm the same way. I was the same way because, like, no one took the time to explain any of it. Yeah. And, like, it, it was, like, this assumption that everybody knew. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> and, and I didn't want to be that person who was like, well, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? That embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of stayed quiet the whole time. And, and follow the crowd, right? It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, they're going over here, so I guess that's important. Let me go over yeah, there. Right? You yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and exactly. And I ended up in so many spaces. I was like, I don't know what any of this is. And I was just even more confused. Yeah, <laughs> I was people. I was going to places and and doing things to where like I again I had no idea what was going on, yeah. and I again I didn't want to be that guy who was like, hey, can you break that down? What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. So I was just kind of just floating aimlessly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my twenties were it. so confusing. I don't I don't want to go oh, back ever. Right, <laughs> and the reason I the, yeah. <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is I forgot why I brought this up, but now it just finally clicked is. So I go out to a lot of events and one time, like one event, I bumped into this organization that actually did exactly what you were talking about, which is teach creative writing to young people. Nice. And, so, and, and they would help them put together a manuscript. Now, as we talked about, like, we know that like, if it's your first manuscript, you know, it may not be the greatest yeah. thing in the world, but. It, the whole point was kind of get the juices flowing and kind of mm -hmm. expressing emotions and you can channel that that frustration or sadness you feel you can channel that into a character and it, like a form of like therapy and so they would teach you know individuals how to write and then at the end of the I don't, I don't know how long the, the program was but they would help them like have a physical book so like they have this tangible thing that they created yeah, and it's theirs, and I thought that was the most like Isn't that amazing awesome? thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that is impressive. Wow, because it's tangible, mm. and it's like you're like I created this. You know, I did this. It's yeah, empowering. You can go and show it. Yeah, it, it really is. There it you go. Really that's the word. Yeah, empowering. <laughs> I have to say, Lamar, you've kind of triggered some trauma in me because uh -oh. the first. <laughs> The very first time I ever stepped foot on a college campus uh -huh. was my first day of college. And it that, was that's normal. terrifying. That's, yeah. Yeah. That is it's normal. so common. And yeah. I don't know why. Well, that's another topic, but I don't know why. Why yeah. we don't know more and why we don't. Well, yeah. anyway. And to me, everybody felt so <laughs> anyway. much bigger than me. I don't know why I felt so, like, like physically small. That That's usually, like, what I remember when I go into new spaces that feel intimidating. Oh. I just feel like I'm the, the smallest person there. Yeah. No, I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I'm the same way. Yeah, I can go on and on about this. But it was the same. It was almost going to be the same thing with my little sister. Like, so I'm talking to her like this is years ago when she was a senior in high school and like she's talking about applying for schools. And then I talked to her and she's never stepped foot on a college camp. I was like, oh, See? no, yeah, I would, would even my boss would be so mad at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your own sister. <laughs> yeah, because we assume again, it was that assumption like, yeah. oh, no, like the high school taught you that. And then no, they didn't. Yeah, high school should have like tours to colleges to be like, hey, this is a campus. This is how a dorm looks. Yeah, you know, this is a common area. You know, this is a counselor that you go to and things like that. You know, and I they're think typically be locked helpful. away in like these special programs on campus. 
Like I like at least here, I don't, I don't know if this term means anything to either of you, but in our high schools out here, they have programs called AVID. And never heard like they are, I'm a, it's a way I understand it. It's like preparing students to go to college. Yeah. So, um, and I'm realizing in a lot of programs like that, they do campus tours and, and things like that. But if you're not in those programs, then I think some high schools do hold campus tours, but you also have to be in the know. Like you have yeah. to be that student who is like, I'm going to college and yeah. Yeah. let me That is this connected. Up. Yeah. 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 And if you're not that type of student, which is nothing wrong with because a lot of us aren't. I wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be honest. I was in the clouds the whole time I was in high school. I wasn't connected to crap. (laughs) I was just wandering. I'm like, all right, let me just pass this class. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, My my head was in the book, so I really could care. Like, not that I could care less, but I wasn't connected like that. Like, some kids were like, they had their whole futures planned out in high school. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow, to be honest. Exactly. Right? Like, students will talk to me, it's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, wow, like, I'm dang. 32 and I don't have it that yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, congratulations. I, was like, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm eating for breakfast in a few hours now. <laughs> hey, right? I was like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. God bless him, though. God bless him. Exactly. Absolutely. God bless him. (laughs) This is a beautiful thing about a small country. So I live in Ireland, and Uh my children, some of them, went to secondary school, high school uh, here in Ireland. And it's just a small country. So just through life, just through uh, activities, regular activities that they're high school, secondary school, uh, they had the opportunity to travel to college campuses and to see several universities in person. And it's kind of interesting because it's just a small country thing where we don't, you know, how do I say this? There just aren't as many places to go. And so a university is more important to a community. And they ended up there and they ended up at all. They've been to all the universities. I haven't even been to well, I've been to two or three here, but not many. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting sometimes the way that things are not, yeah. the way that things are handled as a taken for granted, yes. we assume, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it turns and the accessibility out not- of those things as well to yeah, everyone, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. yep. And if your parent, I think the big delineator is if your parents went to college or not, because if yep. your parents didn't go to college as my parents didn't, they can't help you and yeah, they don't exactly. have any answers yeah. or guidance. Yeah. You are a little bit of a pioneer sometimes. Or they don't know the language. Like I had to read my exactly. own applications, you know, cause they, they didn't know. So yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah there was no, that first generation there. in college. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. students, that was, they yep. often struggle. Yeah. <laughs> struggle. Yeah. Struggle was real, Lamar. Struggle was real. Yeah. <laughs> I was translating things to my parents just so that way I can explain it to them. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want to, I wanted to, and this is like a horrible segue on my part, but I don't want to like finish the show without talking to you about your poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, where does it come from? The the theme that you're using, mm-hmm. where can we find your poetry and, you know, things like that. If you can share that with us. And you know what? If yeah. you have a poem in there that you would like to read, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, Lamar. 
I don't have any poetry on Aww. my persons. <laughs> and I'm so scared to click off this browser. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Don't click off the browser, please. Yeah, so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, so I don't have any poetry to share because I am, I, I am not ashamed to say it. I'm not one of those poets that will remember a poem. Like someone no, can read a poem that it. I wrote and I'm like, that's cool. Who wrote that? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so, so clever. <laughs> right? That's interesting. That sounds so familiar. Um, so like where the themes come from really just observations in life. So uh, my poetry typically is centered around like my battle with depression in the past, like family dynamics, um, yeah. politics, like just what's happening more so to like in my community um, yeah. and just how it directly affects me emotionally and psychologically. Um, and that's where, how many did I, I wrote th ooh, three poetry collections. Wow. I, I feel like three. Yeah. So like you have charm bracelet, which a lot of it was centered around like my journey, like just love. They were really a bunch of old poems. I was like, you know what? I'm just throw this in a book. And here you go, world. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the second one, We All Need Therapy, is a little bit more structured and themed to where it talks about all those things I just mentioned. So, like, I saw it goes that into, yeah. yeah, like, it goes into, like, you know, growing up, you know, not having a father and how that affected me yeah. um, to how, like, just, you know, racism, just yeah. toxic masculinity growing up, like, affected me. So it really just drives home that point. Like perfection does not exist in everything from us, Amen. our countries, yeah. all of us can do better. And that's where like therapy came into play. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, there's a problem here and let's address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last one, uh, Pale, which um, it was really just, it, it, it was like my journey through love, but it, it details like me needing this, dating this one individual in my early 20s and kind of that journey that took me from there to my meeting my wife and marry you know marrying her wow um, so yeah those are the three collections i i've had i have to say that charm bracelet book cover well i already told you i loved yeah. it and then we all need therapy as well that is a highly artistic book cover can you please yeah. tell me more about it so, um, so I, I write the book, right? So I have it. I have the manuscript just sitting there. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to get a cover. And I'm really, I love art. Um, yes. Now, I could not name you artists. <laughs> I just admire art. I'm like, oh, that's a nice band. Yeah, same. So same. Um, I, I met this individual on Instagram. And I'm so thankful for Instagram because the community there, a lot of people say they don't like it compared to like other platforms. But I have found a home and like in a real community on Instagram. Yeah. And so I bumped, I met this lady and she just did yoga. And like one day she linked her art and I was a fan of her art. So I reached out and was like, hey, have you made a book cover before? And she's like, nope. And she's like, but I can try. <laughs> and that, and so I gave her a handful of poems. Like I didn't even give her the full collection. I just gave her a handful of poems and I was like, here you go. Here's some things that I'm talking about. And she came back with that cover. And when she did, I was like, we don't need to do anything. This, this yeah. is perfect. Yeah. 
I saw it. It, it right away. Once again, it just it caught my eye. I'm such a sucker for a good book cover. And I saw that. I was like, wow, this is really good. Friends, it's worth searching for. Yes. We all need therapy by Lamar Neal. The cover mm-hmm. is really like museum quality art. Yes. It's something you would frame and hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's simply fabulous. Yes, yes. Love I, it. I want to get the actual, the physical copy just so that way I can Ooh. have it on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. You are yeah. selling books today, Lamar. Yeah, right? You're yes, doing you it. are, you are doing it. You are doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I, love, I, I really do. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I and I just, yeah, I cannot understate how much I love that cover. Like every now and then, I look at him like, wow, she did an amazing right? job. She did like, her amazing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did her thing. I love that. I, I've done that too. I've reached out to artists on Instagram, and like you, we love the Instagram community. I think mm-hmm. it's such a such a good community to be in. But um, yeah, I've reached out to artists and, and asked that same question. And I, that's how I found the one that did my book cover as well for the upcoming book that I have and, and some illustrations as well to put inside. And um, Ooh, I, okay. I found them on Instagram and then I started following him and send them slid into his DM and was like, hey, <laughs> have you ever, ever done this? You know, can you do it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love there. that. Like, it's so easy, right? <laughs> It, it is right. I got so much luck, and like, cause for me, I um, I like something that stands out. Like, like, yes. and I know everyone should. I know it's a little redundant, but like, I want something to where if someone looks at it, I'm like, they're like, I haven't seen that. Like mm-hmm. that, that's interesting. So like, I didn't. I, I really every time I go into finding a cover, I try to find an artist who, like, is lesser known. Yes. And be like, hey, let's let's help each other out here. Yeah. And yeah. always, you know, when I say that, it's not like, hey, I'll give you exposure. It's like, no, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I like finding those artists and just people that I'm friends with um, and met, you know, through my, you know, writing journey and be like, hey, let's collaborate. I want to use your art. Yeah. And that's kind of, and except for this current one stages, I, I did not do that. Um, but I try to do it as much as I can. Yes, yes. It's still a, a great book cover stages as well. I like the color palette on that Thank one. You. Yes, that, that's very much my aesthetic. So talking about color palettes, what is mm-hmm. your power color or what is like your go-to color? What color makes you happy? Um, Lavender. Oh, Lamar, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Love. I love lavender. Yeah. Yes. I I love that. I love like a nice soft yellow. I like yes! I mean, yeah. <laughs> ah, You're speaking our language, Lamar. Yes. yes. Joe, I love yellow. Yeah. Yes, oh, I yeah. Do. Two great colors. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. wearing a yellow sweater right now because it's my power color, you know, and I needed a little bit more, you know, sunshine in my life today. <laughs> hey. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> As I stare at my bright orange, uh, uh, like suitcase. You can spot that bad boy in the airport a mile away. Exactly. You know, it's yours. <laughs> <Hey>. mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. In your profile. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, friends on Instagram, Lamar Neal is the ghost charades. Yes. By the way, one of the yes. best Instagram handles I have yeah. ever seen. The ghost really? charades is amazing. <laughs> Agreed. Love that. Agreed. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. Where did it come from though? Yeah. Where did it come from? It's a good question. Um, so one of my favorite artists, um, his, his name is 
JPEG Mafia, and a couple years ago, like, he makes, like, experimental, like, hip-hop, um, but, like, he had an album called uh, The Ghost Pop Tape, and I was so obsessed with this album back in the day, and I was like, I want, I'm like, I want something cool, like, called The Ghost Pop Tape. How do I do something that cool? And for years, I was already using, like, ghost in just a lot of, like, writings and things like that. So the word ghost just kept popping up and it was already in my screen name. And like, I wrote a story when we were talking about like story that probably won't see the light of day, but I had a story where the main character, his nickname was ghost. And the overall, like one of the overarching things in that novel is like, fake, like kind of faking happiness, like telling the world that you're happy, <clears throat> excuse me, when you aren't, like you're not okay. So, like, I ended up naming the, the book The Ghost Charades, and it was, like, this guy who is almost emotionally dead inside, but he's mm. projecting this image of being happy. So I was like, oh, okay, so the ghost, he's, you know, dead, and he's playing a game of charades. And that charades, he's portraying happiness. And so, like, I just came up that, with that as a book title. I was like, nope, I'm going to just use that, just moving forward. Like, that's just going to be my thing. And it's be it's became like my moniker for everything, like for like my Xbox, my PlayStation, Twitter, everything Clever. goes back to Ghost Charades. And I've been using yeah. it for years now. <laughs> love it. Ghost Charades. I love it. In your profile under the Ghost Charades on Instagram, you list yourself as a Gundam pilot, a former <laughs> Raccoon City PD officer until yeah. you know. Blade <laughs> Wielder gave mine back after Cage 3. Do explain for those of us. <laughs> Who may not know? So all of those are uh, video game. Well, I guess not all of them video games. So Gundam Pilot, this is a anime <clears throat> series, excuse me. Um, yep. And so growing up, I was obsessed with an anime called Gundam Wing. And another, there was another series, G Gundam. So they all are just these giant robots that someone pilots. And so I was obsessed with this show. And, and Gundam Wing along with uh, another anime, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. There was a bunch of animes that I watched as a kid. It was really like my first introduction into like writing and storytelling. Um, so like my mom bought me all of these Gundam toys and I would literally act out like TV shows with these toys. Like I made my own series. Everyone had different names. Like I would, I would come home from school and I just put on my own TV shows. And so Gundam just became just so like, just attached to me like it was something I love that I was like I am a Gundam pilot um Raccoon City is a um it's a fictional city in a video game series called uh Resident Evil so Resident Evil is a survival horror game that deals with like zombies yeah so um <laughs> in the original games uh zombie outbreaks happen in Raccoon City um there is police officers in Raccoon City so Raccoon City Police Department and, you know, they're trying to, I'm not going to say save the day. Essentially, they're just trying to survive <laughs> and get out the city. Um, so that game is so important to me because it was the game me and my sisters would play growing up. And we would all just huddle up in my room and we would just play it, like, all the time. And even to this day, if a new one comes out, like, my sister or one of us text each other, like, hey, the new game's about to come out. Who's going to buy it? You got to come over, Lamar, and we're just going to play it. Um, so like, again, these are just all things that are just so near and dear to my heart. And then, uh, Keyblade Wilder is a, it's from another game series called Kingdom Hearts. 
Um, and if you're not familiar with Kingdom Hearts, it takes Disney and it fuses it with um, another game series called Final Fantasy. So just imagine you're, you're this character and you're running around Disney World. So like you'll go to like Alice in Wonderland and you're happy, helping Alice or you'll go to Agrabah and you're happy, helping Aladdin. So it's just this really just beautiful, I, I think it's a beautiful game series um, that deals with like friendship. Um, the main story for the first one is just the, this kid who got separated from his friends and all he wants is just to reunite with him. And he has a weapon called a keyblade, and just think of it, it's a giant key. <laughs> and that's Aww. what he's fighting, and that's what he's fighting with. And the reason I gave mine back is the last game that came out, Kingdom Hearts 3, was not good. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> at least okay. to me. At least sense. to me. <laughs> now so I, like, it I, all makes I gave sense. it back. <laughs> Are you a console gamer? Uh, I am. Yes. PS4? Um, I have a PS4. I have a, the newest Xbox. I have not gotten my hands on the latest PS5. Oh. Um, my sister oh. did, but not me. <laughs> not me either. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those things okay. are rare. <laughs> it's hard to get. Those things are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. But yeah, I definitely love awesome. gaming. I don't game as much as I did before. You know, yeah. just time gets away from us, you know, with work, writing and other yes. things. But I do yes. like to, to, you know, play a game every now and then. Before we close, Lamar, is there any, what are you working on now? Is there a new whip in the pipeline, a new work in progress? Um, so I'm going back to one of these stories I wrote that is in good shape to like work on and, and show the world. Um, I, I, it's, I can't, I don't even have a name for it yet, but it's, yeah, I, I do have one. I don't know how much I want to share, but, um, the way I tried to, I sold it to my little sister was think, I guess like, think of like Mary Poppins fused with Coco. If you're going with wow, movies. I love wow. it. <laughs> That's yeah, a great so, tagline, too, yeah. by the way. That's a great tagline. <laughs> yeah, so it's just dealing with this, you know, Mary Poppins, she's like this mystical figure. Yeah. You know, she comes in. So it's like this mystical figure comes to these these group of kids. It's, it's one of the kids' older brother. And, you know, he he they, they travel to this magical place. <laughs> and nice. their adventure starts there. <laughs> Ooh, so fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love. I, try to, I try to dabble into different genres. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just kind of again, it's just these stories I want to tell and and things that I think will be interesting. But yeah, fantasy. Yeah. You write the things that you will want to read. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. Oh, thank you, Lamar, for joining us. Friends, all of Lamar's contact information will be in the show notes below. And you can find him at the Ghost Charades on Instagram. His book is Stages, his yes. debut contemporary romance. But now it's time for Joa and I to save the world. One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.